Now introducing the Minor Wisdom Trio! Minor Wisdom! This week, I've got Jose De Hoyos on the podcast, and I know last week I said that I may not be here. Well, um, I have decided that over the next couple weeks, I'll try to work week to week and just get a podcast uh, interview every week, kind of old school. The OGs know what I'm talking about. Yeah, music. There it is. At this point, it's just a thing. Like, I'm not even going to try to fix it because it's it's like a bit in the podcast. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to go week to week until spring break and then hopefully attack spring break with quite a few interviews. I am going to actually do something I haven't done in quite some time. I'm going to work at my school over spring break a little bit. We are doing The Count of Monte Cristo, and the set is, uh, it's a black box show, and uh, the set is massive. Um, I'm I'm actually uh, replicating, we're actually replicating a, a portion of the Chateau d'If, d'If. I don't speak French, but... Um, and so it's it's really big. Uh, so we're going to spend some time over spring break building that. <clears throat> but enough about me. Uh, Jose de Hoyos was... I don't mean this to sound um, sort of... I don't mean this to sound rude. And I told him this, actually. But I was pleasantly surprised by my interview with him. Now, th- that's not to say that... Um, you shouldn't be surprised by uh, a polite, well-spoken person, <laughs> but, oh, that was a weird laugh. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, Jose self-admittingly is a very quiet individual when he sits back, you know, when he doesn't know uh, who uh, is in the room pretty much. And um, he's somebody that we've all seen at TXCTA, at Thespians, and not a lot of people have spent the time to get to know him. There are people that do know him. Don't get me wrong. He has friends, you know, um, in the business too. But, uh, but the majority of people, you know, I would venture to say quite a few people now know who I am. Um, that, you know, somewhat egotistically, egotistically, is that egotistically? Anyway, testicular? No. Uh, but Jose, people know who he is by face, but they haven't really spent the time to get to know him. And, Trust me when I tell you this interview will help, Avi, Avi, <laughs> and um, and then what you need to do, and I I also need to be better at this, but I kind of have a podcast that's almost at two hundred episodes where I do this, um, but get to know people, and this guy, uh, I didn't have any expectations going into this interview. You know, there are a handful sometimes that I do where. I kind of know the reputation of the person, uh, good or bad, and kind of know where the interview might go. And then sometimes I am pleasantly surprised when it goes one way or another. There have been some where I walked in thinking, ooh, high energy, going to be awesome, been around the block, and then it sucks, you know? Uh, Not naming names. But then there are some where I don't know the person at all, really, Um, and they are like a Jose where they're very present, uh, but quiet. Right. And, uh, this was just awesome. Very succinct. Uh, very, uh, he didn't, as we say in the, in the interview, didn't, doesn't mix words. 
doesn't ums and uhs like I do. It was really fun. Like I know that my monotone <laughs> I just heard I just heard myself say it was really fun. And I <laughs> I and I, I teach acting uh, private lessons, FYI. Uh but um I think sometimes I'm quiet on here because I'm actually self conscious of what my daughters and wife are going to think when they hear me speaking into a microphone all alone in a room uh not with no guarantee that anybody's actually listening so it's kind of like uh, a little bit of a diary at some point <laughs> so whatever um and and on you know there was a when I first started this there was somebody uh that I thought I would interview people at TTA at that time, TTA and say, you know, you're going to be on a podcast, blah, blah, blah. Well, this person talked into the microphone. Like I was on live. They were like, come by the booth, uh, come by the booth today and we'll give you a deal. It's like, bruh, um, this isn't going out for a couple weeks, but, uh, good anyway. So that was fun. Uh, this past week, not a lot happening. You know, I, I think I mentioned last week that I'm now officially on as much as I can be on the FODMAP diet and also trying to cut as much milk because I do have a milk allergy, so that could be my issue. But I ha- I will say that the week has been um, good. Uh, my stomach feels better. So if you're rooting for my medical health, <laughs> thanks. Um, but yeah, things have been uh, much better with that. And so I, I'm, I'm happy about that. So the FODMAP diet is not easy. But um, it's it's doable. It's just one of those. It's very German. It's like meat and potatoes. And you can't have garlic or onions, wheat, anything like that. So it's, yeah. On a sort of somber note and uh, sad note, uh, the theater world, especially the local Houston uh, theater world, lost a really talented sound designer and sound engineer, uh, Pierre Dupree, uh, who was at the alley for the last 15 years. And, uh, I'm not sure on details on how he passed. I don't really care. You know, uh, people pass away and then what, what are you going to, based on how they passed, what, what are you personally going to do? Uh, maybe you donate some money. And speaking of that, they have set up a scholarship, uh, in his name for his kids. Uh, he's got two, I believe two kids. Uh, so they're setting up a college scholarship, uh, that you can, um, donate to, uh, peers, kids, college fund. And, uh, it's just a sad thing, you know, when, when somebody passes away, uh, that's, you know, I didn't know Pierre very well, I did work with him when I was over hire as an electrician at the alley. I didn't work directly with him, but you know, we crossed paths and, um, said our, you know, hellos and and such to each other. Uh, but I have friends, uh, good friends, some very good friends that were very close with him and worked with him quite a bit. And so it's a, you know, just a sad, sad little somber moment, uh, when somebody, you know, passes away, but especially when somebody, uh, you know, is affected by somebody that passes, uh, passes away. So, you know, death is not about the dead. It's about the living and you, 
you want to make sure that people are uh, respecting it and honoring it. And uh, so if you knew uh, Pierre, or if you just want to sort of reach out to people that are affiliated with the alley or have been affiliated with the alley, I would, I would highly recommend it. And maybe even donate to uh, his kid's uh, college scholarship. Um, all that said, I don't mean to bring us down, uh, but I do want you to very much uh, enjoy this podcast, this interview with Jose De Hoyos. Uh, he, again, I've already said it, but it, it needs to be said again. You just, there's so much inspiration that happens in this interview. Um, I was just kind of sitting there and I even, I, well, you'll hear the interview, but I, I mentioned a couple things, so I'm not going to belabor the point, but, uh, I, I hope you enjoy it. It's a very good one. I would highly recommend it. I have uh, a friend that, that tells me that they listen every once in a while to an interview and would appreciate it when I would tell him, uh, this one's a good one. This one you need to listen to. Uh, so Kevin, this, this is a good one. <laughs> Listen to this one. Everybody enjoy your week. Thanks to the person that bought a shirt this past week. Buy a shirt. Why not? Sport the minor wisdom swag. Have a great week, everybody. I am a theater arts teacher in San Antonio, Texas, and I have been a theater teacher for, this is my 29th year. Uh, I know, right? It's just who knew? Uh, I started like teaching uh, as an accident, actually. I wanted to be actually a theme park producer at Disney World. I thought that was going to be my bag after I graduated. Um, but what happened, I guess, was I graduated in December and uh, from Incarnate Word. I'd also gone to Palo Alto College uh, when Palo Alto was still relatively new. And when I graduated, uh, my junior my junior college uh, professor, my, my uh, coordinator said, Hey, there's a position opening in the fall. Uh, I know you just graduated, you know, in December and you're trying to get money saved up and stuff. And, you know, why don't you apply for this job? You know, I gave him your name and uh, you can, you know, just work a year or whatever. And then, you know, get going to Florida, you know, do your thing. So I said, uh, like, they'll even hire me. I said, come on. So I didn't even have certification. I didn't even know what, you know, I, and I knew what I was like in high school. I was like, this is not going to end well. And so I went and did the interview and um, they said, when can you start? <laughs> and I said, wow, this is real. Okay. So I started the next week and uh, because the school year had started, it was a weekend. So I started week two. I went through like training and stuff and then uh, was with the kids week three. And so that was, that was my throw in into the, into the high school. And I started with high school uh, and I had to float. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. And I was at uh, Southside high school. And so we didn't have a facility at the time. So that was interesting. And so one of the things that I, I still remember from that first year, that first week, uh, we had a faculty meeting. And they would not let me into the meeting. The librarian, Miss Hitzfelder, yeah, she sounds exactly like her name. She's like, uh, you can't come in here. This is only for faculty. I was like, I am faculty. She goes, get out of here, you little whippersnapper kind of thing. And I was a small little waif of a child. And 
she would not let me in. Uh, and the principal had to come and get me. It's like, no, this is our new theater teacher. And she apologized profusely. And then uh, I was introduced at that meeting and they, people looked at me like I was like blood for punishment and stayed there for eight years, uh, had a facility built, uh, went to Northside ISD, opened two high schools in Northside. And, you know, got my certification through Texas State University. I went to, and uh, let me see, from there I went to get my my master's degree in uh, admin, educational administration. I said I want to do something with it, so I became an administrator for a year, and that killed my soul, and left, you know, Northside to go to Edgewood, and went back to the classroom. I went to South Sand for two years, did middle school, and then I went... Uh, and opened Cast Down. I've been in Cast Down for the last five years. So this is year 29, and I've, I'm doing dual credit theater. I also uh, I went back to also uh, for my second master's degree for theater. And so I, I teach also adjunct at, at San Antonio College. Paula Rodriguez was the one who hired me. So Paula Rodriguez is my, 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 was my mentor. Uh, Charles Jeffries was my mentor. He was my first high school theater teacher before he left to MacArthur. I know, right? Craziness, craziness. Uh, but, you know, these are things that, you know, just people don't, I guess, realize that, you know, I have all these connections through people. I'm kind of a quiet person till you get to know me. Uh, and then when you get to know me, I don't shut up. So I'm kind of that kind of person. Uh, but, you know, it's really kind of fun. I, I did theme park for, for five years at SeaWorld. And that's why I wanted to go to Disney. And that's what that was my dream was I wanted to work and produce shows at Disney and then go into cruise ships. And then um, uh, what happened was that I just loved doing it, loved, loved teaching. And so uh, I said, well, maybe one more year, maybe one more year. And then after the eight years at Southside, there was no more years. I just said, no, this is it. And uh, so now I not only do theater in school, I, I, started going back into I went back to Six Flags and started doing some work there uh, I stage manage I've done shows I've I've uh, been a walk around uh, actor you know I've done things like that uh, I've done community theater here I now also lead a LGBTQIA um, theater company here called Players at the Point in San Antonio and so I do a, I do a little bit of everything it's just you know kind of whatever people need me to do uh, we do a show called, of course, The Golden Girls. And so I play Dorothy from The Golden Girls. I play B. Arthur's role, which people just say, man, you are just the perfect Dorothy. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative, but, you know, thank you. So that's a little bit about what I do and, you know, where I'm at. You know, I, yeah. I love I love what I do and I'm always doing it. You know, I, I stay at school pretty late. I'm one of the first ones there, one of the last ones to leave every day. There's only 22 of us on staff, so I leave at the same time usually as the custodians. Wow, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, what do, What do you do? I mean, are you rehearsing? Or are you there just kind of? Yeah, we have okay. rehearsal. Okay. So we rehearse Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, basically. Um, okay. Till seven, seven thirty, and then um, custodians are only there till seven thirty. Yeah. Because really, there's you know. 22 teachers right uh, we have more staff members we have you know some office staff and stuff right. like that but 
in terms of teachers, we're only 22 of us. Right. Wow. Okay. I'm the only arts teacher. Wow. Uh, like, like not just performing arts, just arts, just both. arts at all. Okay. Wow. Right. Do you, everybody goes through me as a freshman. Do you, uh, teach anything else other than theater? Like, do they have you teach? So I do professional communications. Okay. So the CTE version of, of speech. Okay. And that was my minor. And then I, uh, also have taught team building, uh, the okay. college level. Yeah. And I've done leadership and I do workshops on team building and stuff. Okay. So. I get I get called to do things like that. I'm also a choreographer. Yeah. Uh, so I've done thespians for choreography, and I've yeah. done some other work with with different organizations, uh, SAC summer camps, and uh, UIL. You know, uh, TETA, T right. sorry, TXETA. Yeah. Yeah. Get it right. So man. I've done. Yeah, I've done it all. <laughs> well, you know, I'm kind of old school like that. So yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's fun. Yeah. There's. I, I mean. So you said something that I immediately, I was like, yeah, that's the Jose I know is the, the quiet, uh, you know, the listener, um, right. Kind of sit back and, and, and just, I guess recently, I don't know if it's because of this podcast or because I'm more active in things, but you and I have had conversations where I'm like, oh, he does speak. Right. And so (laughs) he does have, it's great to have a teacher that can have a voice too. Um, but, uh, so that, that is you know, I don't know where that stems from. Maybe you can speak on that, but you are a great, well, I don't know if you're actually listening. You are, uh, you look like you're listening. You look like you're always engaged. Uh, but where does that come from? Your just ability to kind of sit back, kind of soak it in and then find your spot. That's well, that's a great point. So, um, uh, when I was younger, my parents wanted me to become a lawyer. (laughs) So I took a lot of things I know. So I took a lot of courses and stuff in terms of body language and, and, and nonverbal cues and stuff. So I spent a lot of time like watching people. Uh, that's, that's a skill that I, I enjoy. And so when I first meet people or even after I meet people, um, I study them. And so I learn a lot by what I see. And so that's one of the, the things I love to do is just watch people. So unless people are directly engaged with me, I really just kind of sit back and just kind of watch relationships either develop or destroy each other, yeah. whatever the case may be. You know, I, I tell my principal, like, you better watch this couple because things are about to happen. I promise you. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can feel, you can feel the tension in the air, you know? And she's like, no, 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 no. I, I'm sure. Nope. I said, come six period. Watch. I, <laughs> I, I, I'll bet money on it. It's going to happen. You know, yeah. you can tell every period it's going to get worse. And sure enough, you know, it's just something that I, I just feel, um, you know, people are like, you know, and I'm kind of, and it's funny because I'm kind of the Norma Ray of my campus. I'm very, I'm very outspoken. Right. And so, uh, I, I'm very, um, direct right. when I speak. So when I do speak, I'm very direct in my, in my, uh, communication. I, I know what to say and when to say it. Right. I don't just randomly kind of shoot off my mouth or whatever. Uh, I'm very, I'm very opinionated, but I'm very direct in that, in that approach and tell, you know, not only what I feel, but how how can we correct the problem? What can we do to to fix it or to to uh, relook at the issue and, and make it uh, something you know better than what it is? Right. So yeah, that's good. You don't mix words and stuff. No, yeah. no, I'm too old for that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I tell I tell everybody is that you know uh, this year uh, that I work with is you know don't push me. I said 
you know, uh, my foot can go one foot out the door. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's there. It's there. You don't want to push it. You don't yeah. want to push it. And they're like, no, don't do it. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to do it. I just think it's funny that I could do it. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things, you know, just to know that you can do it is, yeah. is, is exciting. I'm not going to do it because yeah. I think I would just die if I didn't, you know, have my job. Right. Yeah. It's, and there are, there are, uh, like I know quite a few theater teachers, especially as I think it's more so theater teachers than a lot of other professions in education, but where we're like, yeah, it's time to retire, retire, substitute teach the next year. And then, you right. know, <laughs> and then, you know, it's like we, it's, there's something that, that, that we need to, there's some thirst we need to quench, you know, that, uh, uh, when it comes to this profession. So we don't like to right. sitting at home and doing nothing is not our idea of, of fun. So, right. Yeah. And so, and I'm looking at, you know, I, I just went to workshops, of course, at the, the Thespian Educator Conference yeah. on, um, like SEL yeah. and, uh, and intimacy. And I'm, and I'm really interested in learning more about that. Those are things that I think I would be interested in doing after I retire. Right. I'm, I'm considering uh, training. We, we do a lot of SEL on our campus, so that's something that I'm I'm really interested in, kind of pursuing, right? Um, as like a as a fallback, you yeah. know, going in and doing some workshops on educating teachers. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's yeah, great. Um, that's and you'd be you'd be good at it, I think. You oh, know? thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would listen. Um, oh, so there there are a couple. I, I mean, you you you're. I, I really, you know, I hope this doesn't uh, anger other people that have been on this podcast, but I really liked your um, introduction of yourself. It, it actually, now that you say you don't mix words and, and you get, you're very succinct, it makes a lot of sense. But you, sometimes I'll have somebody talk for 45 minutes and I won't write a single note because they never said anything. <laughs> and, and, you know, if that makes sense. And uh, yes. you you did not talk that long about yourself, uh, maybe 10 minutes. And I have tons of notes, um, because it, it just made me, you made me think of so many little things, but I want to first say, it seems like you have a really great memory or at least cause you were recalling things from your first year to teaching the first couple of weeks that right. like, I don't, I remember where I taught my first year, but I don't remember much more than that. And, um, <laughs> you know, a couple of the shows that we did and stuff, but uh, you to recall, um, something that happened to you for your first meeting, you know, you know, first faculty meeting and all that kind of stuff. I just, I don't have a question. I just letting you know, <laughs> I was impressed that you, well, thank have, you that you have that good of a memory, but, um, the, I guess the question we can roll into you, you mentioned that you, uh, did the administrator thing, right. And, right. and, and anytime I hear somebody talk about that and especially the way you did, um, I mentioned how I also, you know, I have an, I have an ME in administration and, uh, did the internship thing. And I just, I was like, this is, I don't like this, right. As a principal, shall I say, not as like a, a coordinator or anything like that, but as a, as a campus principal. And, and I, I just absolutely hated it. Um, uh, because of just what it didn't give me as a theater teacher. And again, it goes back to what we were talking about two minutes ago about, theater teachers are different type of people, different breed, right? Right. So what right. is it, what is it about kind of your experience, uh, rolling through administration or, 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 you know, dabbling in that world that you kind of, that kind of turned you off a little bit? Well, I think with part of, I think part of it is the politics of it. Um, you know, there's a pol 
tick that we that we don't necessarily have to worry so much about you know when we're creating art uh, uh because that's what we do is we're creating uh, art i mean there's not so many things that we have to worry about i mean we have to we have to do we do have to get approval we do have to uh say hey these are the shows i'm looking at or these are the you know these are the ballots of you know how they did or whatever whatever the case may be but when you're constantly being barraged by parents or uh by deadlines of you know we have to do fire drills or we have to do book textbook check-in or we have to do uh, menial for me menial stuff that that's not for me creative um, i can't find a creativity out a creative a creative outlet with that uh, it becomes menial to me it becomes rote and uh i think that that type of thing is what uh it just becomes very hard to handle. Uh, also being in a district that was not very supportive uh, in terms of, uh, of training uh, new, new administrators coming in. Uh, there was a lot of turmoil in the district. And so I came in in turmoil. I was hired by, a, a, you know, a, a, a superintendent that left three days after I was hired. He hired me and then he left three days after and so I would had like a, a bullseye on my back almost the entire year, you know, anybody that was hired by him kind of thing uh, by the board. And so it just seemed like there was always people that you had to like watch your back. And that was tiring, you know. And so, you you know, you never knew who you're it, it was always like it felt like high school. It felt like you were in high school again, even though I was with a high school. It felt like I, sorry, my dogs are going. Uh, even though I had sorry. It's okay. Uh, we, even though we had, uh, there's, that's my chihuahua girl. Uh, <laughs> even though we have uh, a high school that we're having to run, then at that moment, uh, I'm having to worry about, okay, I need help, but, I'm, but can I call this person? Yeah. But if I call this person, then this person is going to call this person, say this, and like, you know, throw me under the bus. Right. So let me call this person, and hopefully this person can help me because. Maybe they have the answer in, in, in so many ways that I can not have to call this person. And so it just it was like, you know, going through the 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 district directory, like putting like and, and this was a friend of mine who worked in the district who told me put like a plus or a minus next to the people that, you know, he told me who to call and who not to call. Right. So and it was sad. You know, yeah. this these were these were hard truths. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so you had a much more unique situation. Mine was just uh, come intern at the school you've been teaching at and deal with the behavior <laughs> issues. <laughs> right. So, well, yeah. and, and I had, I had an opportunity to really do some things and I couldn't, uh, it cost me also, and you know, to be honest and be, you know, for, for people who, who know my journey and yeah. know people, people who know me direct. And this is, you know, something you may not know is that I'm sober. Um, and so, one of the things that it caused was me to relapse into drinking oh. hard. And so that was when I hit bottom right. again. And so I had to get sober again after that. Right. Well, good for you. Uh, how, yeah. how long are you going now? If you don't mind this me is, asking. Uh, uh, I'll be year seven in okay. August. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Do you have chips? 
I do. Okay. I, I, I mean, it all, it, the, they look like poker chips, right? Kind of? Yeah. Okay. Which I found I ironic. I get the bougie ones. <laughs> yeah, okay. I get the bougier ones. Yeah. I, I don't like those smaller ones. So I, I order mine and get the little gold plate yeah, over. Yeah. Yeah. A platinum like record. Yeah. <laughs> I like the ones that have like the little red or the little green or, you know, I like them that look a little more like Liberace-ish. Okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I like it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. good for you. That's, that's very, uh, that's inspirational, and I hope people that may have a similar story or similar, uh, currently a struggle, kind of uh, feed off of that a little bit because that would be um, that'd be good. Uh, right. So you did you did answer about Charles Jeffries because I I wrote down at the beginning, you know where did you or who was your theater teacher? But uh, what you didn't answer was when were you kind of bit by the bug? <laughs> so. Uh, I started theater, uh, actually, uh, remember, this is the 80s, right? Uh, 70s and 80s. So uh, I'm 52. So when I started theater, it was uh, 1977. <clears throat> and I was a third grader. And I was in Alice in Wonderland in third grade. I was the Dormouse. So I, and I have to thank my music teacher, because the music teacher did a musical play every year. So yeah. I was in that show the, that first year I was little John and Robin Hood the year after the Disney version. These are Disney versions. Yeah, yeah. And the following year, I think it was something like Charlie Brown, but I wasn't, I was in the chorus in that, that year. So <clears throat> uh, it was very interesting. But then when we got to middle school, we didn't have theater in middle school in the eighties. We had uh, UIL events. So, during that time, I did duet pantomime. Right. Um, I, we could only do one event, and I don't know why I signed up for duet pantomime because I can't shut up. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that was a that was an oxymoron in itself. They were like speech tournaments, right? I mean, they were like these theater <laughs> speech. Yeah. Tra- yeah, I did those yeah. too. Yeah. So I did duet pantomime. I think it was because my best friend in, in middle school was doing it. He wanted me to do it with him. <laughs> and it's funny because, excuse me, one of the girls that I did duet pantomime. Her and her partner, uh, she is also working in my district. She works in the business office. Wow. So it's really funny that, you know, <laughs> we were working together in the same offices, basically, right right around, around yeah. the corner from each other. And she's like, hey, you know, just, I got your check ready. I'm like, oh, my God. She goes, I can't believe you're still doing theater. I said, oh, my God, please stop. It's like, it's so funny the way we talk to each other. But uh, <clears throat> Then I went to middle high school and I did tech theater the first year. Because I saw the plays and I was like, oh, I was amazed by the technical aspects of it. And I was like, I wanted to do that. And that's, I was like, oh my God, this looks amazing. I wasn't really impressed with the acting thing yet because I had to do duet pantomime. Right. (laughs) And I hated it. And I was like, okay, uh, let me just do tech. And I love Jeffries. I mean, he was like the bomb, you know? Uh, And then I signed up for theater for the next year and then he left. And I was like, Oh shit! I'm sorry. Can I <laughs> no, that? You're okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> then we had a theater teacher the following year. Yeah. I won't mention his name. Um, he's since passed, uh, but he was arrested oh. uh, for uh, doing things he shouldn't have done. Sure. So yeah, and uh, that was halfway through the year, and so that was that was a, wow. a sad thing. Uh, and then we had. Our third, and we only had one teacher at the time. MacArthur was like one of the only schools that had two theater teachers, and that was Jeffries and Munoz. Right. And so, of course, they were the powerhouse team yeah. at that time. 
And so our, uh, my junior and senior year, we had the same teacher, but he was a tech teacher. And which is funny because Jay, for the next few years, had nothing but tech teachers. So he kind of got the short end of the stick. So I really didn't like really get acting training okay. until college. And that was so. Incarnate Word, right? That's what you said. Uh, yeah. Palo Alto first. Okay. Oh, okay. That's right. That's and then right. Incarnate Word. That's right. And then Incarnate Word. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, do, do you have tech? I mean, do you still do tech things? I mean, assuming uh, uh, you do a little some, bit. Some, yeah. yeah. Some, I'm not the best in tech, but yeah, I still do it. I mean, I love I love to like surprise myself with things. <laughs> uh, I have a good eye with things, and I, you know, I, I tell kids, okay, this is what I kind of see, and then I'm like, you know, I kind of maybe draw it out or whatever, and they're like, oh, that's a good idea, you know, yeah. like I, I surprise myself sometimes that I can still come up with it, but I've done it for so long now. Uh, been a, like because so when I was at Southside, I was by myself, so I did a lot of stuff, right? right? So I did a lot of stuff, but we didn't have really a shop. So I really just used the UIL set and I really didn't know what I was doing because I was still trying to learn what to do right. to be a teacher. So I had to kind of go back to school. I had to get, take a directing two class and I had to take some other classes to kind of like get myself certified. And then when I got to, uh, uh, North side, I had by that point felt more confident about my abilities. Um, I was at, Saul Ross middle school for one year, the first year, right. but then they transferred me to Jay and I was at my home, my home campus and I was the tech teacher for two years. So I really like honed up on my skill by that point. But then I mo was moved to, to Stevens. I opened Stevens that year and I was at Stevens for the next five years. And I was the head director. I was tech and head the first year. But by the time I left four years later, there were three and a half drama teachers. Oh wow! So I built that program to, yeah, over 400 kids. Wow. Yeah. And then the following, that next year, we opened with two theater teachers at, at uh, Brennan. Okay. So uh, the tech teacher had nothing but tech and I had nothing but theater. And so I had stopped doing theater by that point for, what, nine years, 10 years right. already. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Again, the memory. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> so, like an elephant, I forget. You, uh do you ever, do you ever run into students at Six Flags? Oh, when you're when you're a character or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're like, sir. <laughs> like, Hello, how are you? What type of yeah. character do you play? Oh, so I'm the mayor. So I'm um, oh. a mayor may not. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> may or may not. Do you do you uh, pattern it after anybody or anything? Uh, it, it's a fifties kind. Well, it's a fifties mayor. Okay. Uh, so he's he's in the fifties area of of uh six flags okay uh but he can actually roam uh back when the six flags fiesta texas first opened there were four mayors uh so i remember uh, uh one of them was oscar mayor which was in the german area <laughs> area yeah and there was monte mayor monte mayor you know yeah. monte mayor and then there was a mayor may not which was the 50s uh but i can't remember the one in the country area but anyway uh mayor may not became like the the one that would circle around the entire park. Wow. Uh, but I, I, they kept me basically in the fifties and uh, the front gate, which is the Fiesta area. Right. So I would walk that entire kind of route and do that. So uh, when I'd see people, it's like, Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Welcome to Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I hope you have a great time. I bet they got so a kick out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd have a great time, you know, and they, you know, those <laughs> costumes were funny. They were just, 
plaid vests and plaid shirt, you know, bow tie and that, you know, the little fifties kind of yeah. you know, hat, the, the wafer hat. Yeah. 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 Cane. I would walk with a cane. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. My little tech tip for this week is UIL related. Maybe the next few will be UIL related. Uh, but I've had quite a few people actually ask me about adding more UIL set pieces to their show. Uh, quite a few, actually. Um, almost double digits, actually. Actually, can I say actually a couple more times? Actually, I can. Yes. You you can add, you can, let me say that again without choking, you can add set pieces from the UIL um, unit set to your show with permission. You cannot do it without permission. So make sure that if you are adding a pylon, an extra door, this or that, if your script calls for doors, that's different. But I shouldn't have used doors as an example. But pylons, stairs, all that stuff, ask permission, bruh. Uh, and then I, I did want to ask about, you said you worked at SeaWorld, uh, I did. and, and, you know, uh, and then you wanted to go on a cruise. I don't want to get into the controversies of SeaWorld itself. Cause I don't, you know, <laughs> we don't, yeah, that's it's fine. not a podcast about that, but, right. uh, what, what was fun about SeaWorld? Like I remember going there as a kid, um, we would drive to San Antonio SeaWorld. That was kind of like a right. vacation spot for us coming out of Houston. And it was as a kid, I just remember being like, "This is this place is just so cool," you know. You you learn things as an adult later, but what for you was kind of an an entertaining I, bit. I think it was because we, I mean, we were human characters and or human performers in a in a in a marine mammal park, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> I think that was part of the the fun and this joy we did. You know, I was a costume character for years. I did. A uh, human character, human dancer for yeah. years. Uh, it was a combination of things. I was also a lead stage manager. Uh, I uh, we did parade, which was a lot of fun. You know, we would do a parade. Yeah, do like this really kind of cool bring on the nights. It was called, and and we would dance like hot, hot, hot. <laughs> uh, we had to learn these dances called the penguin hop. And you know, the band was mad at us that night. They would play the penguin hop over and over again, make <laughs> us get out of those pedicabs and. Make us dance the entire way. It was really, it was really cool. Uh, so, I mean, we just—it was just a lot of joy, right. you know. The things that we would do was just—it brought a lot of joy, and it was so new, it was so fresh. Yeah. You know, I think that was part of the joy of it. It was—I uh, started there in '89, which was the year after the park opened. Uh, so I was there from '89 to '93. Oh wow! Uh, I, so it's still very new, yeah. You know, in terms of the shows and stuff. Okay, I guess I didn't realize that uh, opened in 88. So, yeah, uh, that was the first year. I feel like I was there earlier than that, but, but, um, you know, my memory is not (laughs) as elephant like as yours. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) so, but yeah, but, uh, that's funny. So, um, so that (laughs) you mentioned the band thing and this, Uh again, this is where my mind goes. So I did, I did this gig, uh, for a summer at space center, Houston, uh, right out of high school. And, um, it was similar to like the, it wasn't anything like what you did at SeaWorld, but what it was is we had, there was no script, you know, it was almost every single, we did five shows a day 
and they were 30 minute shows and every show was different. You know, we had bullet points right. we had to hit, you know? Um, but it would, when we would, when we would go eat lunch and something would be said at lunch or somebody would br- bring up a, a joke or we would throw in inside jokes, you know, into the show that not a single person paying audience right. would understand, but it made us, you know, crack up. Uh, right. So it's funny that you mentioned the band thing because it's like, well, nobody watching you knows that the band is doing this to you. They think they're doing right. it for you. You know. <laughs> you know? Well, it, it, it's funny that you say that because you know, you when we would perform on stage, right? We had a stage that had speakers above us and speakers under us, so we can hear each other talk on stage, but the audience can't. So we would talk and say like horrible things to each other, or we would do like horrible things, and you know, or we'd look at each other and like make these looks at each other and do yeah. things, and you know, we know what we were doing. But like the audience had no idea what we were doing. Like yeah. they were like clueless. And it's like, oh, look at the animals. They're so cute. It's like, yeah, we are, aren't we? You know, we're being cute. Yeah. That is... <laughs> we're sure are something right now. It is funny. It's it... little... Yeah. Just so... the, those little things are, are, that's what keeps some of that fun, especially when it's repetitive, when you're doing the same right. thing. Right. We did eight yeah. shows a day yeah. um, in, in those costumes. So, uh, 30 minute shows, right? So yeah. we did 30 minutes in, 30 minutes out. And so it was, yeah, it was a lot of, a lot of, and six days a week. So you had to like, yeah. figure out, okay, this is good. This is going to get old real quick. Right. Uh, luckily for me, though, I was a swing. So back then I was able to swing into five different characters or uh. four. I did four characters during the first two years or the first couple of years. And then I swung five characters after that. So you didn't get as sort of uh repetitive as some of the other right yeah yeah right the first year i stayed in one costume and then i did two years two years swinging um one of the another thing you mentioned is cruise ship and that you had planned on doing something like that so do you do you because one of one of the things i tell my students like i don't regret a lot right uh but one of the things i do regret is i wish um I had gone on a cruise ship for six months or signed like a six month contract or a 12 month contract, something because it is because I ended up doing a very short cruise with when straight no chaser uh, had a cruise, I worked that cruise and that was my five days or four days of experience with it. And I loved it. And I thought I should have done this. Like I should have done, right. I know people get tired of it, right? You get, you get very tired of, of cruises but um, I will I will now tell my students like if you want to go into the entertainment industry and you are thinking about that gap year or something like that in between high school and college or even during college taking a couple months off, you know try to get a job on a cruise ship because the you, you're not paying for anything, um, right? And it's a great way to save money <laughs> and get the experience and see wherever you're going. You know, see those right. those landmarks. So do you do you ever do you have if you feel some certain way now, uh, almost 30 I do. years. Yeah. We'll speak. Yes. On it. Yeah. Regret. <laughs> Regret. <laughs> uh, my mother and father and I love, God love them. You know, I love my, I love my family. Uh, but I do have the, the, of course the, the Mexican family regret, you know, you can't leave because this, right. this is, you know, and, a, and I, and I am uh, truly a mama's boy and stuff. And so, uh, it was very difficult for me to try to do something because 
uh, I would always get the guilt trip. Nowadays, I don't I don't fall necessarily into that guilt trip as much anymore uh, because they know I kind of like beat to my own drum a lot more. Uh, and they're, they're very supportive. I mean, don't get me wrong, but back then, uh, because I was the first child, right. you know, I am the first child. Uh, I had to set the tone for the other two. You know, I had to I had to be the 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 disciplined one. I had to I had to show uh, what it was like to be the, the adult male um, of the family. You know, getting the college degree and and going into the workforce right away right. And, and doing all those things that you know I was expected to do. And so it made it difficult. You know, it was a lot of pressure. Uh, it was a lot of pressure not to do it in four years. Let me tell you, uh, because uh, I did it in five, and uh, well, yeah, five and a half, five. I can't remember, but it was it was tough because um, uh, there were a couple of moments where I was like, I, I don't know if I can do this right. anymore. I was not a straight A student. I mean, I was I was just not a straight A student. I was a weak student. I was like a C student, B student. I was lazy. I'm still lazy. I mean, I I know that at, at times. But my my when it comes to my learning or whatever now, it's like, okay, when it's time to jam, I'm on it. You know, like when it's time to like research plays and stuff, I'm on it. But when it when it's my home life or whatever, I'm done. Like right. you know, don't talk to me until Monday. Or don't talk to me like if I know that I'm off for whatever time, like if I'm off from like four to eight, don't talk to me from four to eight. Right. If I'm gonna be on, you know, a show at eight o'clock. You know, and I have to be there at seven. Don't talk to me from five to seven. You know, let me let me get in mode. Let me have my moment so I can get real, get kind of you know situated. And then I'm I'm fine uh, because I just need that time because I do so much. I you know I if you saw my 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 planner uh, and I use a paper planner. I do. I still use a paper planner uh, because I have to write it down. I have to see it and I have to look at it and like, okay, can I make this happen? You know. It's like, and then I have to like go back and say, no, I can't make this happen. Originally, I was supposed to be in a show right now uh, that I wound up having to say no to. Uh, that actually rehearsal started this week, and uh, because I said, you know, I, I got called to do a class at SAC on Monday nights, along with now, you know, of course UIL, and I was like, there's just no more time in the day. I said, if I didn't have the night class, I could maybe swing, you know, and like miss here or whatever. You know, just kind of, you know, come late to rehearsal and, and the director was willing to meet, you know, meet me halfway. But I said, I'm going to meet, I'm going to miss Mondays altogether now. I said, there's just, I can't do it. I said, I'm not going to put y'all through it. Yeah, I'm glad or you make said that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Um, because, you know, mental health and, and taking care of yourself right now is, is a huge thing, right? It's a, it's, right. you know, making sure that you're working smarter, not harder. There was uh, somebody posted, on Facebook, and I'm not going to name names or anything, but they were talking about how they oh name them name them no like... <laughs> well I, well I, we can talk afterwards but uh, yeah. they they were talking about how they got sick and they told their doctor well I can't miss uh, UIL rehearsal because I have a clinic this weekend and blah 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 and I posted on their Facebook and I meant it UIL is not worth your health you know and and right. I think this state. I have I have my UIL opinions because I did not I grew up in the state but I did not grow up in the system, and um, and I love UIL now I appreciate UIL now I understand why UIL is important and and generates the the jobs that we have and you spoke on you know you built a program up to four hundred kids and some of that may be because of UIL you you know it's hard to measure that right 
but um but it's not worth <laughs> it's not right. you know it's just not worth um your own personal health and also i'm i'm now a big time believer um and and i'm not in the uil system now being in private schools but i'm a big time believer if i ever go back to to public that you know my daughters come first you know like like i am i'm going to make sure that that my time as a father uh is more important to everyone uh and 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 just like you're talking about your time as a son and making sure that you're with family and uh taking your own breaks and so i've said enough but you know i i just i very much appreciate that you you said that so well thank you i yeah it's just it's funny you know uh, being in the system as a student and now a teacher and being a teacher, you know, at the beginning, of course, that was all that I was told is that you have to win. And, you know, and that's fine. You know, I'll, if I win, I win at this point, it doesn't bother me. Now, my, my goal now this late in my career is like, I want to have fun. I want to do things that make people turn heads and say, Oh, wow, that's crazy. That's fun. Uh, you know, if it wins, it wins. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. My kids are winners. My kids don't take an acting class. Right. We don't have a production class. We rehearse three days a week. Yeah. We still got alternate to regional last year. So, and this was our second year competing. Yeah. So we did something right. Yeah. You know. So whatever happens, it's it, and and everybody's opinion is different. So we could roll well this year. We could roll bad this year. It doesn't matter. You know. I tell the kids, just try your best. You know, I'm not gonna, not gonna fault you. Right. You know, of course, I'm making my fine arts department crazy because I'm like, oh, I need to order this. Oh, I want this, and they're like, you spent a lot of money. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have a department. Sorry, I don't have a shop. Yeah, I don't have a shop teacher. I don't have, you know, sorry guys. Yeah, you want me to do well at a five eight level with uh, two, with a what is it? I only have a basically a one a uh population i said right. you know come on guys yeah I need your help you, you amazon is your shop yeah <laughs> oh yeah and I, and I i just picked up some amazon stuff on my my, my porch so and i just went to hobby lobby before i came here yeah well uh, yeah hobby lobby and i you know hobby lobby doesn't like my people as much but anyway yeah, uh, i <laughs> same here <laughs> yeah, that's fair i run it i run out like this <laughs> we can commiserate yeah that's true yeah, with my pride uh, shoes actually so so i was wearing today good segue you mentioned quickly the uh the golden girls um group that what is the what is the group name that you it's not obviously not the golden girls it's trade no players at the point is what players at the point calling. okay yeah um and and it's just a is it a theater troupe or is it it's a troupe uh we are not uh situated completely yet um as a um completely you know separate entity right uh but we do perform out of a um lgbtq friendly uh, community center okay. uh, called called uh, Woodlawn Point. Okay, and so that's why we're players at the point. Got it. And so uh, we do compete. Or not compete. Pl- oh, see, I said compete again. Yeah, <laughs> we do perform there. Uh, w- uh, we started before COVID had hit, right? And we had really started kind of getting momentum, and then COVID hit, and so now now it's like we're back to square one. So we're having to like restart, kind of 
and re refocus our energy to do it. It's just a matter of now, uh, what is it that people want? And right. so obviously we just performed last week, golden girls. We just did a four day weekend and we had, uh, made quite a bit of money for the, for the community center. So, uh, we did something right. So we know that that's what they want is we want, they want some of this, you know, they want humor. They want camp. They want this. Yeah. Uh, there is a, there is a troop in Dallas that also uses some of these types of shows. Uh, and we have contacted one of the authors who does, um, uh, Gilligan on fire Island. <laughs> and so we're hoping to do that show coming up as well. And then we're going to do a pride version of golden girls coming up. And so, there's uh those but then we also do things like we did harvey fierstein uh a couple of months back right. and so we're doing although we're doing real you know real literature as well yeah i'm looking uh, at your facebook yeah. the facebook page for it uh so i'm gonna ask an ignorant uh you know straight man question do of you course. do you shave when you uh yeah no okay. that's not a, that's not an ignorant question okay. at all uh yeah i'm just actually now growing back my okay. beard um so uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember. I was I had a goatee, yeah. Um, and so now I'm just finally growing it back. Because the gold, the picture, the this picture of the Golden Girls, the four of oh, you, you see it? is is amazing. And just yeah. for people listening, it's point with an e. Um, so players yeah. at the point, yeah, with an e. Uh, oh, I love this. This is great. The funny thing about um my connection to the <laughs> to the Golden Girls is it's the one show my parents refused to let me watch uh as a child but then when our babysitter peggy uh who uh, i still know well uh would come over she would let us watch stay up and watch <laughs> golden girls so that right. was that was my like rebellious childhood was the golden girls <laughs> so well it, back in the 80s it was it was so racy yeah it was and really the material now people are, don't understand like it was it was ahead of its time in terms yeah. of material yeah. And so when people come to see the show, uh, you know, well, uh, the, the co-producers and I, that we put this together, you know, we asked, you know, they asked me, should we put some, like a disclaimer on it? I said, they didn't put a disclaimer in the 80s. We're yeah. not changing the, the lines. We're on some of these things. We're not adding, you know, F-bombs or anything. Right. We're leaving the subject matter as is. So I don't see why we need to put a disclaimer if we're just leaving some of these issues intact. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's funny because these are still touchy issues today. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of these, uh, hot issues that, you know, certain groups, yeah. uh, seem to have a problem with like yeah. women's issues, for example, on LGBT and, uh, just whatever, you know, just those issues that people seem to have. So, um, well, good, very inspirational chat. Um, because I, I, I just, I love what you, I love where you stand. I love your, you know the head on your shoulders, if you will, that, that would, this isn't an ad for a, a shampoo, but you know, I, I, I think <laughs> it's, um, I very much enjoy it. And I'm, I am personally, you know, I do this podcast very selfishly because I don't really care if people listen. I, uh, I do it because I like to get to know the individuals that are my peers. Right. And, um, right. so for that, I appreciate it. I, I want to get you out on this. Uh, this is a question I ask often, but it's, it's, uh, relevant I, I i enjoy the the answers to these questions so you've now been in the classroom for 29 years and you mentioned it wasn't something that initially you thought you were going to do uh it wasn't in the in in the cards at, at the point and then eight years later you're like yep this is this is great what is 29 year in jose 
uh, want to tell, or if you could tell, two week into <laughs> uh, uh, school year, uh, Jose, the the one that got kicked out of the library, uh, w- if you could go back and tell that Jose some bit of advice or some sort of like encouragement, what what do you think you would say? Oh man, I think I would tell that Jose to relax. Uh, don't take it so seriously. Uh, enjoy every moment. Uh, I I think letting letting my guard down and, and really kind of asking for help from some of the teachers around me. Uh, there were some great mentors around me that I really didn't know were around me at the time because I didn't know who people were, and I I didn't know how to ask for help. I was kind of embarrassed to do so. Um, so I think that those types of things uh, are very important now, I think, as a new theater teacher who doesn't know <laughs> what to do, uh, you know, because it's great when you learn all the books and, and you read all, you know, you know, the material and you're like, I just did these classes, you know, I, I you know, I know how to do warm ups. I know how to teach, you know, do an acting course or whatever. And then you're actually teaching kids and you're like, you know, shit. Uh, maybe I don't know how to teach this. You know, you know, everything you thought you knew is put to the test. And so, uh, I think I think another thing is to be flexible. Uh, there's got to be a flexibility that you've got that I needed to learn. And I think that at first I was really uh, dead set against it because everything I thought I knew was right. And it had to be that way because this, this is how the people I knew taught me. And this was the way of the world. This is how it had to be done. And, you know, I think I uh, was very harsh at the beginning. You know, I was like, I was, I was like a, you know, cutthroat battle axe kind of, you know, director at the beginning. But, you know, I softened because I learned that's not how this works. Uh, there's too many, there's too many stories of, older directors and how they work uh, and and I don't want to be considered one of those directors I want to be considered a director who, who made a difference and who really worked and, and you know I had those role models and I need to remember that you know I need to tell that Jose you need to remember what this person taught you you know or this person taught you and not worry so much you know you know and, and to follow and and to like find these people, like, you know, find the Paula Rodriguez's and find, you know, call Charles right away, you know, and like, you know, I didn't know where he went, you know, because remember, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have internet, we didn't have any of this. So I didn't know where, he, where any of this was going on. I was like, how do I get a hold of, you know, people, you know, TX ETA, I, would, I went into the first couple of years and I didn't know crap. I didn't know anybody there. People knew everybody and they would hug and kiss everybody. And, and I was like, I feel stupid. You know, I don't know who people are. And so I think, I think it now means, you know, to let myself uh, absorb it all. And, and like, like, I, you know, you, you made that mention of me ob- observing, you know, not only observe, but to also accept and, and just be willing to, to meet and, and to, to, to speak. You know, to to communicate with people, not just you know observe and take in, but to 
to do something with it. Minor wisdom.